Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Morning, everybody. Great to have your company here on The Odds Couple, of course, brought to you by Sportsbet. What a day we've got in front of us. Uh, Back to Flemington today, Group 1 Racing, the Lightning Stakes, of course, and then up to Sydney later in the afternoon, the greatest horse on turf, Winks, returns to the racetrack in the Apollo Stakes up in Sydney at 3.50 in the afternoon. The greatest horse on turf returns. Well, I've got uh, a couple of the, well, the, the great men of the turf with me this morning on The Odds Couple, Simon Marshall and David Taggart. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Scuba. How are we? Sim? Good. Morning, Tags, SD. Jock. Big Sim. Everyone <laughs> in Australia has got to be up and about today because she's back. She's back. The greatest athlete in Australasia at the moment. She happens Shooting to be a for 30 in a row. Thoroughbred, though. exactly right. The build-up's been absolutely fantastic. I love the access to Chris Waller and Hugh Bowman, the trainer and the jockey of Winks. She's just a phenomenon now, ladies and gentlemen, shooting for a 30th in a row, as you mentioned, big fella. But it's it's how she spelt after last spring when she won her fourth Cox Plate. Chris Waller said everything just went to plan beautifully. They didn't know whether she was going to come back tags or what have you. And then... Chris Waller went out and looked at her in the paddock one day and he went, you've got to come back into work. You're just <laughs> driving. Getting, she was getting as fat as me. so she, she Bigger, had to, she had to be. stronger, better. The prep's going well. Had a couple of trials. Huey Bowman said, you know what, I didn't give her a click up this time in the trials because I've just got to trust her and, and leave her alone. And you always want to see her just spark up that little bit, that last 100 metres. And he said, it wasn't until I worked her on the course proper with stable mate Egg Tart, who runs in the race earlier in the week at Randwick, um, that she just went bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm back, bigger and better than ever. And when Huey Bowman says that, you know she's going to go out in the Apollo Stakes and beat them and beat them well today. Although she won't, folks, beat them by a record margin or anything like that, she's most vulnerable over 1,400 metres first up. Yeah, well, I think Scoob, Scoob's uh, uh, well, tipping one, to say he's, that, uh, he's hey, tipping hey, one hey, in. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I've got something to say hey. about that a bit later. You just leave that to me, young Taggart. You <laughs> just leave that to me. Let's. Uh, but 30 in a row she's going for, you know, the Group 2 Apollo Stakes Sydney this afternoon. 3.50's jump time. Uh, you can hear it here, right here on SEN. Uh, what a race that's going to be to see her uh, back this afternoon. All right, uh, let's get on to what caught our eye during the week. Uh, anything in your um, pigeonhole tags? No, um, not 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 particularly. Everything went smooth. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I I was a little bit disappointed uh, Thursday. I got the Wagga Quaddy. First legs paid sixty eight dollars, mm. and uh, the Quaddy's paid light of four four thousand seven hundred. Yeah. I threw it back at them. So uh, oh. 
Yeah, I was I was looking at it for at least fifteen thousand there, but uh, anyway. Oh, you didn't I like was, the forty seven hundred? No, I didn't like the forty seven hundred. Oh, yeah. Not 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 when a sixty six to one pot wins the first oh, leg and you're going got, that well. Yeah. Well, mate, I'm happy to take the forty seven hundred if you don't want it. <laughs> Very happy to. Fair What's thing. been uh, it's been happening in your world, SD Marshall. What caught your eye? Uh, there's a bit. There's a bit going on. It's a, it's a Thursday, Friday night racing, and this is my favourite hour of the week, by the way, boys. Spending it with you on a Saturday morning. The Turbinator. I want to go back to Wednesday. The Turbinator. Turbium. Race three. Turbium uh, wins with Kayla Crowther in the saddle. Now this is a horse that won Strathalbyn. Strathalbyn first up in South Australia, trained by the master uh, Philip Stokes, who's now based at Pakenham here in Victoria. The Turbinator won at Strathalbyn by three. I mean, he's electricity. When he took off at the 300, he went boom. And I went, ooh, jeez. So Philip Stokes brought him down to Pakenham. Pakenham, Kayla Crowther sat just off them. Fifth, fifth at the 800 metres. Uh, fifth, just cuddled. Got to the outside, went whack, one by three. Then he went to Sandown, arguably the best field that he's met, stepping up in class, as he should. Benchmark 64. She sat back beautifully, Kayla Crowther, and made it a race-to-race double here for Philip Stokes. They're absolutely on fire. So I want to give Kayla Crowther a shout-out. You're riding extremely well because she gave herself room off the hills in front coming down the hill in the Corrigan Dip at Sandown. The Corrigan Dip. Where you've just got to roll. The Corrigan Road Dip. With momentum, swing around that bend and be humming as you straighten up. And then he went whack again and put him away. So he's my black booker. He's the one I'm getting excited about. Terbium. But um, the build-up to the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes, and I know we're going to touch on a little bit later, is it's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, you've had the likes of uh, Lankan Rupee, uh, Terra Vista, Chautauqua, uh, Red Kirk Warrior win this race. Where is the champion sprinter in the Black Caviar Lightning this year, folks? Red Zell's not there, Santa and Elaine's not there, Shoals is not there, uh, and the list can go on. It is open Open slather today, and we have a two-year-old with 44 kilos running in it. Is it one of the three-year-olds, the up-and-coming three-year-olds, Graf, Lean Mean Machine, written by, or some Is it a two-year-old? And then you got the two-year-old in it, Jetastar. Little 44 kilo. We'll touch on that a little bit later on also. I'll tell you what caught my eye during the week. What caught your eye, Big Sim? Queensland Racing gets a smack this morning. Oh, Queensland oh. Racing. I wonder why Bill Loves giving them a whack. This morning. Oh, Loves giving them a whack. So we've got jigger issues up in Queensland. We've got alleged use... The jigger, a trainer being uh, given a show cause notice for Monday on uh, on why he should continue to um, uh, have his licence. Uh, and name. this weekend, all his horses run wherever they have been entered. They run. Mm-hmm. Uh, no What's one, no one said well, Ben Curry. Right. The trainer's name. Queen so, Curry, in, yeah. in the present racing environment nationally, you would think the stewards would said, "Sorry, champ." You're out for the weekend until we clear this up on Monday. How so his horses run, how, how you could let his horses run is beyond me with the charges he, uh, they are alleging. The charges he, that he has been alleged to have um, portrayed. Like, Undertaken, yes. Wow. How what, they let his horses run is beyond me. What would you do then? Well, well, he just, all his horses scratched. Now, sorry to the owners, you know, terrible thing, but ha, ha, with with what is hanging over his head, allegedly, he cannot, he, his horse, there's no logic in my brain or should be in racing's brain to let him integrity race those horses and perception. over the weekend. Oh, 
in our it's game. And that's what you're talking so you're about. Integrity, perception, blokes being caught with electrical devices, been oh. under the microscope of the stewards for a bit. He's got a bit of history. Horrible. Been asked to uh, come in, show course why you should continue to train and your horses should run on the weekend and they're allowing all these horses right. to run. Right. So, so that, what, that, that, that would have been a, a legal team coming in saying, we will do this and we will do that, and racing yet again, going weak at the knees. Well, the good thing here, Victoria, they didn't go weak at the knees in the past two or three weeks. Uh, they stayed strong, and that should really set a, a, a very clear precedent for the rest of the racing jurisdictions across this country that, hey, we're, we integrity is our key issue. It must, it's sacrosanct you know, no matter what. They should have followed in our footsteps. In their own footsteps, you know, they can, they can, they can make their, uh, um, they can, they can make their own history. Yeah, and you know, you just, you can't go to the races today, and this fella facing the charges he'll be facing on Monday, or the show cause for Monday, um, uh, what is alleged to have happened, and you know, all these horses are running. That's absolutely ridiculous. So there's my little, there's my slap for for Queensland racing. Um, quickly on to today. Uh, what do we look forward to? Do you look forward to the Lightning more or the Apollo? Which one are you guys looking for? No, nah, the Apollo, seeing Wings. Yeah, they're both great races, of course. Uh, the, the Lightning's very open, as we touched on. But, yeah, you've got to see the, the Queen of the Turf come back. Jock? Yeah, that's that's a given. That's a given. But, uh, you know, she's just going to trot up. She's going to win nicely. Um, what? Someone came in with a dream last did you, night. Did, someone, you, did someone, you say <laughs> she's going to trot up? Someone's come in with a dream she's last night. She's winning a canter. Someone's come in with a dream last it night. All ends today. That, <laughs> that a certain horse called Tom, Tom, it all ends Melbourne, today, can kick three, four, five in front because there's no speed in the Apollo Stakes. <laughs> this is a horse that won after a three-year out. Well, how often do you see horses oh, when they when, when they struggle to win a race? They do. Up. They eventually win one. And well, they can then put two or three together. You're getting together. on his bandwagon. So, oh, hey, hey, Davey. Tom nah, you're with me, aren't you? Scoo's starting to influence me hey, here. Tommy Melbourne, yeah, help me, Wink. Skips. Skips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Winks, it's that little flat spot. Starts to go, just misses. Tommy's home. Winks might get it's caught over. in Hey, Winks might get Very caught in it. Someone knock some sense in hey. Tom <laughs> Melbourne. Hey, bring him rocks. Might keep Winks in a pocket there. The stable, mate. <laughs> How would you imagine you Randwick would be today and... The world, if Tom Melbourne, the horse that hadn't won a race in three years, won first up, I'll give you that, knocks off the mighty mare going for 30 in a row. I spoke to a couple of the owners last night. Actually, what the managing owner, wow. he's heading to Perth because he knows he's going to break break the, you know, the fairy tale's going to be over. So he said, well, they can't throw hot dogs or half, half empty glasses of beer at him in Perth. Yeah, some of the owners that are going up, I've just said, look, you know, take wet weather gear because there'll be hot dogs with tomato sauce and onion coming at you, roast beef rolls and, and half drunk. Uh, well, pints of beer. I'll be watching Tom take on Winks in in uh, at Randwick, but the Lightning Stakes for me, it's open. We're looking for someone to put their hand up and win a Group One one race today. Very important race. Okay, very important racing today as we're touching on, and we will right through the program here on the Odds Couple. But lots of other sport happening uh, around the place as well. And uh, let's have a quick chat now with uh, Richard Hummerson yes. from <laughs> from Sportsnet. Can I, Rich? <laughs> are you boys on the port or something this morning in the studio? What, what is going on? Well, Tommy Melbourne's home. We know that from a from a racing <laughs> point of view. What else is happening in sport, Rich? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Well, luckily, we've got such great racing today because we haven't got much sport on today. It all kicks off tomorrow, of course. We've got to look at the big game tomorrow. Now, I'll tell you what. Scuba, when this tournament started, of course, to speak of the Big Bash, you were still playing cricket. 
It was that long ago. I cannot <laughs> believe how long ago it was. We were still listening to Walkmans when the Big Bash started this year, but it finally comes to a conclusion tomorrow. And how good is this? It's two Melbourne sides. Yes. It's exactly what we want. Melbourne Renegades, $1.95. It is the Stars, though, that have been really well backed early. I tell you, because they've won the last three in the derby, so I don't mind the Stars. And you've got to look. You've got Stoyness. You've got Maxwell playing. They are going to be very hard to beat, you'd think. This one is being played, though, at Marvel rather than the G. But see, I'll tell you this. You've got Cameron White playing, Finch playing, Maxwell playing, Stoyness playing. He's going to be an absolute cracker tomorrow. Yeah, and how do you reckon, uh, as a captain, uh, Maxie's been going, Richie? Um, oh, I don't, I, 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 do captains have that much of an influence in T20 cricket? I don't think they do, do they? Yeah, I think Who he's knows? done a good job. He's, under been, the he's been hitting a long ball recently. He's been the reason that the, the stars have turned it around. Uh, in great form, Richie, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you each week on our uh, on our show as we go through the year. But um, welcome this morning, and good luck on the on the punt in general sport uh, over the weekend for you. Thank you, you too, and just maybe stay off the port if you've got a big day ahead, boys. <laughs> Richie Hammerston, what a great fisherman he is too. You should hear the stories coming through his little tinny out there and up the peninsula. Good on you, Richie. Have a great weekend. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Simon O'Donnell with David Taggart. Simon Marshall, 25 minutes after 8 o'clock. Let's have a bit of a different view uh, or look at the lightning stakes now. The uh, sprint uh, up the straight at uh, Flemington today. I I can't remember a two-year-old ever starting in the race, but Jetta stars in the race. I ran 30, 1993 for for Johnny Hawks on Osrock. The two-year-old run second. S. Basta, clever Zoe for John Leake. Had to, had to ride her at 42. So the weight for age scale's gone up. Chris Caserta's lucky. If this was 20 year ago, 30 year ago, he'd be riding 42. Now, just to put people in the picture, if you don't know, Chris Caserta's got a ride Jetastar today at 44 kilos. Yes. What does he? What would he ride at Monday to Friday in a normal week? I think he's got his weight riding. He's at 48 kilos. That's his... That's his minimum that he's been riding. So he's had to knock off about four kilos. So, How would he do that? Well, you, you'd be you'd just typical wasting. SD's the the king of the king of the sauna, I suppose. But uh, he wouldn't be eating for his last meal. Probably would have been Thursday afternoon. Uh, and, and and that would have just been a salad. What would that meal be? That'd just be a salad, something very light, maybe a steak the size of your palm. Weight of feathers. Yeah, and then and then you'll be you'll be sucking on ice cubes and saunering and gym and yeah. Probably Simon's probably better qualified as as he lived in a sauna. Yeah, well, I think he's gone about it the right way. He's got the right advice from the right people, um, naturopaths, dietitians, um, and the Victorian Jockeys Association have helped him out a great deal. It's been well documented. If um, you've happened to follow him on Twitter, folks, uh, Chris Caserta. It's cap at at uh, capital C C A C E R T A jockey. Um, he's documented most of his travels through that and uh, he's done a marvellous job. He hasn't done it all in a matter of two to three to four days. He's had plenty of time and plenty of notice to gradually build, uh, strip the weight off and uh, lettuce and celery. You can see him in the sauna um, videoing himself uh, just on the journey. So to Chris, congratulations to you, young man, and, uh, and well done on allowing the public into your world while you're dropping weight. Um, he was only half a kilo off it as of yesterday, 44 and a half kilos. So uh, it needs to be around 44.2, 44.2, uh, 
with the kilo allowance that uh, you're um, allowed now to weigh out with, um, you just need to be the weight that you're going to ride to. And that 44.2 includes the saddle. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So he'll be stripped at that, and he'll be able to weigh out at 50 uh, at uh, 55.2 uh, to allow for that. 45.2. Uh, 45. So, what, you, what am I saying? 45.2 for the um, the vest, saddle cloths, all that sort of stuff that um, that you don't weigh in with. See, so, see, back in the day, Bast uh, would have had to be has to be was a kilo under the what he had to ride. So mm. he 42 had to be 41. He did ride it half over. So it was the worst handicapped horse in the race, rode it half over at way for age. So he would have, he got to the races, he was 41 and a half kilos. Simon, you mentioned Chris Caserta's world. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's different to the world you two grew, grew up in, in that you know, there's science and there's, there's a lot of advice out there now of people you know, on how you lose weight. But, but typically in your day, Tags, if you're going to, you know, getting ready for, for races, it doesn't matter what day of the week, you know, what were the typical ways you would lose weight? I, <laughs> we start talking about this off air, but uh, before the introduction of uh, the strict policies that the Racing Victoria and the stewards brought in, I used to take the Lasix. Right. Uh, and which what would Lasix a, which, is, which is a diuretic. So I'd take a pill and you'd lose two and a half, three kilos and you just urinate it out. It's, uh, so you'd take one. Say if I had to go to Ballarat and I had two kilos to lose, instead of going to the sauna, I'd take a, take a diuretic and drive up there and, and it would work probably about half hour after you take it. Yep. I used to take it with a cup of tea. I can't drink tea anymore because of the thought of it. And, uh, yeah, so you'd then get in the car, drive, and half, and you'd take a bucket, a, a garden bucket with you, and, uh, yeah, you're just urinating that while you're driving up to Ballarat, and uh, and it's all over in about an hour. You, 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 you urinate probably every five, seven minutes, and, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, and they're horrible things. You cramped up. You would have taken them too, SD, and you, well, they were just horrible things. I, I probably, so you, you'd have a bucket of urine sitting basically between yeah, your legs while you're yeah. driving... Yeah, and then it's just get... it's all clear. It doesn't. Yeah. It's it's yeah. There's no smell to it. Well, it's it's just all God, clear. Things have changed because the cramps and yeah. um um the shutdown of the body when when because your body's made. Uh, it's amazing your body how many how many um uh, energy levels you can and brick walls you can run through yeah. due to adrenaline. Mm. Um, your body just finds something under pressure and adrenaline rush. Um, but uh, thank God we're not doing that anymore. I mean, uh, when you're talking about um, diuretics, uh, I probably I took two halves. Uh, in my life because most of the morning and the day before I was uh, sweating and dieting because we've spoken about body fat first you lose that then you've got to melt the muscle down which weighs more than body fat and then your body floats around about 70% fluid so when you've drained all that fluid out out of the areas um, your body cramps up and it shuts down and then what does your brain float in floats in fluid um, and then you start getting the dizzy spells and all those sort of things. So uh, wow. the the, the uh, diuretics didn't work, really work on me because I'd already wasted. You'd that already heart sweated it out. Yeah, there. correct. And as a um, as a desperation moment, um, I, you, you'd try and take a half of one, and it it always worked. Well, the two times that I took a half. It worked after the race, and it was just a, a terrible uh, experience. And, but, and, that, um, and that's what I said. Instead of going to the sauna, I'd take a pill. So yeah. it's very hard to do both. Yep. Was, was it hard to sell your car when it came time to change over your car? <laughs> ne- never, sp- never spilled a drop. Yeah. But you're right, naturopaths, dieticians. I was introduced to a naturopath when I was 16 years of age in 1986. Wow. And got on the Pritikin diet. 
Um, but now with uh, sports science and um, uh, the, the ways you can go about it, um, and Chris, Chris, to his credit, has been able to um, to follow a path that suited him and to have him peak on the day to ride 44 is a credit to that young man. Good luck to Lloyd Kennewell. We've had him on and, and spoken about Jettistar after a first up run. So good luck to them. 44 kilos against the open class horses. Fascinating, fellas. Um, uh, something that uh, many never knew, just uh, the the lengths you go to, to to stay in the saddle and be competitive in racing from a jockey's perspective. We've got Chris Lees coming up in just a month. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back at 26 minutes to 9 o'clock on this Saturday morning. Group 1 racing at Flemington today. Chris Lees has got a big say in that. He's come down to Melbourne to, to join us in the, the sunny, great weathered city we have um, down here in Melbourne uh, from Newcastle. He's got a busy day in Sydney and a, and a very busy day here in the Lightning Stakes with Inner Time and Graf. Uh, Chris, welcome to the Odds Couple. Morning, Simon. Have right, you been for your jog yet? Remember last time we spoke, we were talking about your marathons. When are you going for your run? Well, a bit later, I might, might get a few k's and I might go have a look at the track. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, you'll uh, need to go around it a few times for the sort of distances you like to run. I'm handing you over to SD Marshall. Good morning, Fred. Morning, Simon. Uh, when did you get to Melbourne, mate? Oh, I flew in last night, um, went and watched the rugby league and um, had a nice morning at track work. Beautiful. Have you walked Flemington and what are your thoughts down the straight? You have a couple of runners which we'll touch on in the Lightning, but what are your thoughts down the straight, the 1,000 metre gallop today? Oh, look, I'd be probably more guided by you with our inside draws. It doesn't appear that favourable to be drawn inside, but I suppose we'll get a bit of a guide with two races um, before ours down the straight. Well, you've got a couple of unbelievable chances in her time. She's an amazing mare. Group 1 form right around her. Um, it's surprising, uh, Fred, that she hasn't had a run over the 1,000 metres in her life. No, you're right. Um, look, she's won a Group 1 Galaxy at 1,100 first up 12 months ago. But she hasn't been to a 1,000. But she, she has handled going down the straight, which I think is very important. Back in the spring, she ran a, a really good second in the in the main sprint race. So she ticks a few boxes, but the thousands, um, that one, and it is, it's, it's a specialist distance, of course, but uh, it's a few horses in the same boat there. She was nailed by Santa Ana Lane Fresh last prep, and that was in record time. Um, there's no Santa Ana Lane, there's no Red Zell, there's no Shoals. It's, it's a surprising lightning, and um, on her best form, even though she's running over the thousand first up, she gets a chance to, uh, to win this group one, you would think. Yeah, I think so. We've kept her really fresh for it. She's just had a jump out at home. Um, a couple of nice gallops, but um, just trying to keep her on that in a real fresh frame of mind. And she appears to be going to the races in that, that way. Well, she's got plenty of speed. You would imagine the two-year-old Jettistar from Gate 2 will want to rail up and use that, uh, being a two-year-old and uh, immature uh, in terms of experience against this lot. And then the Perth horse runs across there. You've got sunlight that'll probably come across. Uh, be interesting where she sits uh, mid, mid, um, mid track, you would say. And then you've got Gruff, your uh, stable runner. He can run super fresh. He's, he's shown so much ability. And uh, his three-year-old form suggests against this lot, um, he's up to this. Yeah, I think he'll be right in the race. So I'm another one who's un, untried at the thousand. 
and I've got to say, probably a fortnight ago, I was just pretty guarded about it at 1,000. But um, I thought in his jump out last Friday down the straight, I was really impressed with um, how, how he went down the straight and he really wanted to be there and pinged and, and ran along quite well. That was without his blinkers, which go on today, race day. So I'm probably more confident that he'll react well at 1,000 than I was probably a fortnight ago. Okay, so Tommy Berry rides him from a barrier three, three-year-old colt, uh, son of star witness. He, he He's a horse that loves to take a sit and he's a horse that loves to hunt. Would that be the perfect opportunity for him today? Yeah, he's a top horse. He's um, he's not brilliant away, so he, he'll probably get get the right drag into the race. He's a horse, I think he appreciates that building type of tempo. And if he can be within striking distance, you know, furlong out, I, I think he'll, he'll let down really well late. So I think he'll be strong late and just whether the leaders come back to him, but um, I expect him to run well. Talking with champion trainer, multiple group one trainer, Chris Lee's two runners. His nickname is Fred, folks. Um, uh, Freddie, uh, is he more of a sprinter, a 1,000 metre to 1,400 metre horse, or are you going to string him out to a mile, Graf? No, I, I think I think he is more a sprinter now. 12 months ago, we were expecting him to get to a mile. He was showing all them signs. Um, when we got him to Brisbane, he was scratched at the barriers. He, he played up the gates in the sires. And that, um, then when we come back to the next preparation, he's had blinkers since, and it's really sharpened him. So I, I would suggest being a being a colt and quite valuable should he be able to win one of these feature races. I'd suggest you'll stay at the shorter trips for now, anyway. Okay, five dollars to six fifty. Number eight, Graf in race eight, the Black Caviar Lightning. You have the favourite, number four in her time, five fifty into four forty, the best backed runner. She's got synthetic hoof filler. What does that mean, Chris? For those who are listening. Ah, uh, look, it's not much at all. It's like a bit of nail polish. It's pretty pedantic, my fairy, and every yep. second horse has got it. Okay, um, you can't sit on the fence here on the odds couple. Uh, who wins out of the two? Um, look, I thought she was great value two a couple of weeks ago in the early market for the mayor, but now that he's getting out, I. I I can't split them, to be honest, but I'd be backing him each way if, I, if you made me up a bit. I reckon if I got him at the drip tray at the Emerald mm-hmm. after a couple of vodkas, I reckon I'd get it out of him, but the, we can't do that, Chris. <laughs> hey, mate, uh, Miss Fabulous Eldorado Dreaming, a couple of your champion uh, Phillies mares, I should say, are resuming. Um, Miss Fabulous Eldorado Dreaming, race seven, up there at Randwick today. Yeah, two high-class Phillies. Um, Miss Fabulous, she's the one with a, you know, she's got a pretty, bit of a profile with her breeding. Today she'll be she'll be ridden very conservative early. If she's got a a fall, she can be very aggressive in the early stages of the races. So we'll be going back from the gate. And that, that could be detrimental today. There doesn't look a lot of speed in the race, but she does need to to relax earlier, especially being first first up with a big preparation ahead of us. So from a betting perspective, I, I'd be a bit guarded about her at the price, um, mm-hmm. but she's very talented and. Um, the other filly, she's probably a little bit forgotten. She's a Group One winner at 1,400 metres, and she's drawn soft, so she she normally does get back. But with a good draw and Bowman on board, she'll be probably midfield, and she could run a cheeky race at odds. Okay, so Miss Fabulous in race seven is two dollars fifty, and out to two dollars eighty. Eldorado Dreamy's number two in race seven, eleven dollars, fifteen dollars. That's a great price, and the best backed runner of your team is in race eight, Invincible Gem. The money's come for her, Randwick. Yeah, she's trialled up well. She's a long time out of the winter stall, but she's probably probably a little bit softer grade than she normally races. Um, she's run a lot of Group 1s, and she's Group 1 placed fresh, and she's beaten La Romaine first up 
four months or so ago. So she, she could react really well today. She's in good order. All right, that's Invincible Gem Race 8. Chris, we just want to know, going into this autumn carnival, who is the best horse in your stable as we say goodbye? Uh, the others have got to prove it. I'd say, I'd say La Romaine at the moment. Okay. Get him into that all-star mile, it be appreciated. <laughs> Multiple Group 1 winning champion, just like yourself. Thanks for joining us this morning. All the best. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Chris Lee's joining us there. Champion trainer. Got a big uh, say in the lightning stakes at Group 1 level out at Flemington today. Time for a break uh, on the odds couple. We'll be coming back with all the market movers and tags as quaddy. Okay, time to start having a look at the card at Flemington and our market movers in the first uh, five races before we go into uh, tags as quaddy. And uh, Simon, why don't you kick us off with what's been happening in the race one? And boys, what do we say right now? Tags, is it? Get your pens, pencils and crayons and have your form guides be ready. <laughs> Here we go. The best two backed runners last week. Uh, we had five win, so it's been a good guide. Race one, this is where the money is. Numbers six and nine at Flemington today. Remember the name, $4.40 into $4. Drawn to get the run of the race here. Just unlucky off slow tempo. Last start in that Mr. Moneybags form. The punters are very keen. $4.40 into $4, number six. Number nine, Mountain Breath's been specced at $5 into $4.40. Six and nine, race one. Race two, one and the favourite, Chabal, is $1.85, number three. And solid and really well supported. But they've come for number one, Hangman. $5 into $4.60. Super win, two starts back. He just got too far back at Flemington last start. He flew. and There's been good support for number one. One and three in race two. Mm. Race three, the numbers are five and six. And number six, order of command is solid at the $4.20 here. Held up last start. No luck forgive. Drawn out is the key down the straight with the order of command. And um, gets gets the run of the race, you would imagine, here. And Enigman, $9.50 into $7. Really good specking here. Race... Nothing for Chauffeur? Three. Uh, no, he's been steady in the market. Is he? You're looking for a lift there at some stage? Oh. Bing, bada, boom. Try the veal. He's here all day. Six and five, race three. We'll let him continue his giggle over in the corner. Can someone get him some tissues? <laughs> race four. Microphones, the two-year-old that won on debut, $5 into three fifty. Uh, he's the only one that's had really good support here, and he ran super time by himself down the middle of the track on that debut. He just Watch chased his own it. voice, that yeah, microphone. He'll be singing today. Here he goes. It's going to be a mic drop here. He's going to walk out. He's on song, that microphone. Chase the leader last start. Forgive, $5 into $3.50, number four. Hey, let's go to race five here. The numbers are one and four, but the best-backed runner is number four, Fundamentalist, $3.80 into $3.10. She was super against the boys first up. She gets kilos off Amphitrite, number one, who's had really solid support in the market. And if she can't beat Amphitrite here, I don't think she's going to ever beat her. So in at race five, the number's one and four. That's where the money is. We're going to come back with David Taggart's quaddy and also the market money movers from Sportsbet. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Six minutes 
to nine o'clock and that all-important quaddy. Uh, that's what we want. Uh, Dave Taylor's he's had a tough week last week, but had been in red-hot form prior to that for two or three weeks, and we want you back in that red-hot form right now, Mr. Taggart. Yeah, well, it's no, no, another, t- another tough quaddy today, and I've over-budgeted. Uh, you're right. You're right. Over-budgeted. Over-budgeted the, the normal 200 that I, I only like spending, oh, but it's, yeah, it's near impossible today. But anyway... What about the, uh, the the market movers for race Here's six? Here's the money for the first leg of the Quaddy Race 6 at Flemington today, folks. Hope you got those pens, pencils and crayons and your form guides ready. Here we go. Race 6, 2 and 4 is where the money is with Sportsbet. Heptagon. $5 into $3.30. Chizzy ran uh, fast time last start. Bolting in. A repeat of that performance. We'll see him being the winner here. Number 2. Number 4 is Guizo. And he is $10 into $7.50. Two and four in race six. And David Taggart, your quaddy numbers are? Yeah, agree with you here. This is the light leg. Uh, yeah, Heptagon, as you say, strong win last start. And the step up the mile won't worry him. Uh, Goizo, of course, looks a threat here at the at, well, into $7.50 now. Been running well behind the, uh, the informed silence. So what would silence do in this field? And, of course... You're quieting them down today. Yeah. Ooh, and Antar, of course, has done nothing wrong. One his last three for Jason Warren, uh, and uh, I, I, he'll be suited around Flemington. I have actually left out Mr. Moneybags. I just don't think he's 100% Ooh. right. He's, he was he got in terribly two starts back at Flemington, and he never stretched out of Caulfield, even though Flemington's his suitable track. Wanted to lay in a bit, did he? Yeah, laid in, he laid in enormous. Um, so uh, the numbers here are 2, 4, and 10 for the first leg of the quaddy. 2, 4, and 10 first leg. You're right, on. No Mr. Moneybags, eh? Mm. Okay, second week. Race seven. seven, the money with sports bet, uh, numbers 13 and 14. Adana is $6.50 into $5.50. Jeezy closed off really well, this horse, in a race that rated very, very well. That was first up. He's drawn barrier five six fifty into five dollars fifty Adana. Number fourteen, Age of Chivalry's been spec. Nine fifty into six dollars. The speed he's hard fit. He's stepping up in grade, but he's got some ability, so says the books at Sportsbet. So thirteen and fourteen, race seven, David. Yeah, they both go in. It is his biggest test too, in at the fourteen. Uh good to see the return of number two, extra brute. Uh the Derby winner. Loves Flemington. He's won two from three here. Uh, number seven, Mickey Blue Eyes. He's got a good fresh record, this horse, and he and he's very com- he's been competitive. Yes. Um, Twenty-seven as well. bucks. Yeah, yes, yeah. Know. He's huge overs. Uh, Graf beat him, who's running in the black yeah. caviar lightning. Beat him a nose first up in Sydney yeah. last prep. Last Correct. Um, he will need luck from that draw, though. He has drawn uh, terrible, and I think uh, Trumpy Nolan takes a ride today. Three deep too. cover. Yep. Three deep cover. Anyway, so the numbers here are two, five, seven, thirteen, and fourteen. 7, 13, and 14. Correct. Race 8 is where the money is. Numbers 4 and 6 at Flemington. Race 8, 4 and 6. In her time, we spoke with Fred Lees this morning, the trainer. $5.50 into four forty in her time. Best-backed runner. And, uh, well, it's a first run over 1,000, but her impending Red Zell, Santa and Elaine form suggests that she's the one to beat. From number 6, Divine Quality. $27 into $12 has been a huge shift. At a price, four and six in the Lightning Race Eight. Yeah, I can understand the sh- the go for Divine Quality, the shift there. At uh, she only had the one start <laughs> down the straight last start, and it was a Group Three mares race, and she was very dominant. But I can't have them all. I've I've got five runners in this, and I'll still probably miss out. Uh, this is a this is hey, a great confidence, race with confidence. You, with, you with a lot of fresh out. records here too. And um, come on. 
and as you say, all the money has come for the two mares. Uh, so number one, Osborne Bulls, my little mate. He's undefeated first up in three runs, and he's won. He won the Group Two down the straight after running third in the Everest. He won that in Lithgow there. Uh, never been over the short course of a thousand metres, uh, like many of these in her time and graph. There another one. So uh, the numbers here are one, four, eight, nine, and ten. One, four, eight, nine, and ten. One, four, eight, nine, and ten in the third leg, fourth leg. Race nine, numbers are one and four. Jeez, Widgie Turf, $9 into $6.50. He's won twice fresh, this horse. It's a good use of the claim. And he meets a field that, well, it's the weakest opposition he's met in a long time. He's a good horse. $9 into six fifty. Can understand that push, number one. Number four, Rock and Gold, $19 into $14. He's fit, he's well, he runs well at this track. One and four, race nine. David? I've actually left both them out. I've... Widge, oh. I know, Widgie, he'll be the death of me. I, I had him in and it was just going to cost too much money. I just think he could be vulnerable first up. I know exactly where you're coming from, Sim. Uh, what about the Bob Dylan horse, number three, the answer, my friend? Uh, he does look ready to go fourth run in. Uh, down in down in the weights, number 15, fantastic, draws to do no work yes. and get the gun run. So there, I've actually left out five, uh, Flow. I just think it... I, it actually comes in not too bad now because it's uh, there's been five or six scratchings. Of course, I've done the done this no yesterday, flow. but yeah, so no flow. So uh, the Don't river won't be up. flowing there. You know what's going to happen. So the numbers here: yep. are three, twelve, fifteen, sixteen. Three, twelve, fifteen. This will probably be the leg that yeah, will be the death of me. Okay, three, twelve, fifteen, sixteen. Positivity, 16. mate. Okay, it's the odds couple. The more power. Mm. All that, yep. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of zen, all that. Well, here are the zen numbers for the quaddy that uh, Tags thinks is a really tough one today. Yeah. Race six, the first leg. Just check off these numbers for me, David, as I go through them. The first leg, two, four, and ten. The second leg, race seven, two, five, seven, thirteen, and fourteen. The third leg, race eight, one, four, eight, nine, and ten. And the fourth leg, Race 9, 3, 12, 15, and 16. 3, 12, 15, and, and 16. That's, and that's $300, as I said earlier. Okay. You happy with those, uh, SD Marshall? Mate, it just sounds, they, it sounds like Powerball to me. All right, we've got a minute to go, boys. We need your best around the country, anywhere in the country, Melbourne, Sydney, wherever I'm going, you want I'm to going go. To David, Sydney. where are you going? I'm going to Sydney. You got to, It's a forget run, last start when she was first up. Race 9, number 8, Girl Tuesday. Where are you going, Simon? Tani Tiara. Adelaide. Yes, Morpeville. Get around it. Okay. Race eight, number five at an each-way price all day. Well, Winks will be live on SEN this afternoon, 3.50 in the Apollo Stakes. You'll be running second to a horse called Tom Melbourne. Oh, turn Tom it up. Melbourne. It's time turn it to, go. to ruin the fairy tale. The fairy tale comes to an end, the fairy tale. It's that's, done and dusted. That's Tommy on Australian. Melbourne. That's it's all over. All over. No 30 wins. We've got to have we a back next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.